0: yo yo what's up everybody this is your man eric rico and you're currently in tune to psychotic bump school with your host dj rome on kcwg thetruth.com the best internet radio station on the planet
1: you're talking to prince you're talking to beyonce you're talking to janelle monet when you're talking to me you're talking to art you're talking to sting you're talking to i see you're talking to pharrell and frank When you're talking to me, you're talking to art. I'm aware of the mess I make, y'all. I'm aware of the ego. I ain't stressed by the time I take now. It's all a part of the show. show. So don't you worry. Break, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah Truth is I got a bit of both oh, oh. Cause I wasn't born with a funk to fake now no, 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 no. Fuck fanfare for the fall Beyoncé, you're talking to Janelle Mole when you're talking to me You're talking to art You're talking to Sting You're talking to Ozzy You're talking to Pharrell and Frank When you're talking to me You're talking to art I'm cool in the streets I'm good in the hood No fame
2: Yes, we are back, KCWG, the truth.com. The name of this program is Psychotic Bum School. My name is DJ Rome, and we're just having a good time talking to artists. I mean, we have so much on our plate these days, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody is impacted by this pandemic in various ways, but nevertheless, in many aspects, the show will and must go on. And to help me have a similar conversation, about that, just in the the spirit of carrying on. I have some amazing guests on the line right now that I know you're going to enjoy. Uh, Two of them are here for the first time, but one of them has been here, uh, this might be her third or fourth rodeo here. So let me introduce her first. She is an amazing writer, filmmaker. Uh, She's founded her own comic book company and she's doing some amazing work and she's got some phenomenal things I'm sure to share with us for this conversation. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to psychotic bump school, Miss Shaquita Smith. Shaquita, are you there?
0: I'm here. Thank you, Rome, for such an awesome introduction.
2: You Thanks. are awesome in your own right. It's so good to hear your voice. Welcome back. Thank oh you. my goodness. And I love it when you bring friends. Shaquita, Shaquita got friends, y'all. This isn't <laughs> the first time she's brought friends, and uh, she's so generous with how she shares her, her, her stuff, you know. And uh, she's brought two amazing guests with her. Um, I've been kind of talking to them already, but Shaquita, uh, would you mind telling us who, tell us who you brought with you for this one? They they have a very fascinating story in their own right. Who'd you bring? Okay, so I brought with
0: me Christy Shin. She is a comic book illustrator, writer. Uh, she has her own company, Horror Tour Studios. So she does a, um, a- a series called Demon Bitch, <laughs> which is a lot of fun, a lot, it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, and she's, I met her at, during doing Comic-Cons actually, and became wow. friends, and like I, I did my con, She came and um, was one of my first, actually, um, people in my Shiro Alley, one of the girls for me. I also brought up Madeline Holly Rosen, who I met at my very first Comic-Con, which was the Stan Lee Comic-Con back in 2016. He's kind of mm. showing me the ropes on how to do Comic-Cons and just giving me a lot of good advice. And so uh, we've been in this thing together since I, I stepped into the scene in 2016. And so these are my girls. Uh, Madeline does Boston Metaphysical Society, which is a, a graphic novel series that she, um, it's all over the place. Like she is making waves with it. It's a, it's a wow. steampunk. She'll tell you about it. I'm not even going to ruin that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, what an introduction. Thank you. Absolutely, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome for the very first time to Psychotic Bump School Miss Christy Shin and Madeline Rosing. How are y'all ladies doing? We're good, thank you. Madeline Holly Rosing. Oh, thank you so much. I want to make sure I, I get that right. Wow, that was quite a quite a layout there. Um, let's go to Christy. What was it like for you to meet uh, Shaquita? And then I want to hear from uh, Madeline on that. Okay.
3: Oh. Well, you know, when I first met Shakwita, um, she did a one called Raven Choi, her comic. Yes.
1: Love and it. I was
3: kind of intrigued because, you know, actually, I don't know if uh, Shakwita's told you, uh, my ethnicity is is Korean. Okay. So it's kind of interesting. So I was like, going, oh, this is interesting. I mean, she's not, she doesn't look obviously Korean. Let's see what this is about. So right. when I talked to, talk to Shakwita, like, she had spent some time in South Korea as a student. And um, I hope I'm getting everything right because also. <laughs> like, my brain has been kind of soft during this whole tenure. Oh, right
2: join the club. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we talked about it, but, but it, the character intrigued me, the story intrigued me. Um And, you know, just the fact that she was just pushing it, that was a really good thing because in this business, you see, a, it, it's not like, I don't want to sound like, oh yeah, in this business, like in Hollywood or something, but you know, sometimes you have people that do it and they keep doing, not that she gave me that impression, but you know, you see a lot of people do it, and mm-hmm. then they just realize it's not their thing after a while. But she, you know, she's done really well. She really hustles, and that's very, very important. Yeah, oh, you know, that's very, very good.
2: Yes, yeah, so proud of her, and uh, it's a pleasure to meet you too, Christy. I'm really glad you're joining us for Thank this one, too. Madeline. How about you? What was it like for you?
4: Um, uh, like Shaquita said, we met at uh, the con, formerly known as the Stanley Kamikaze something, evolved into whatever it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, Comic huh? and she. <laughs> She, mm-hmm. she was my neighbor and oh. uh, we just started talking and, you know, I really, I think I complimented her on her, her layout and her banners and stuff. They looked really wonderful and professional, particularly for a first timer. Uh, usually people show up to their first con, you know, maybe with a stack of books and um, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could pretty much tell she was already uh, on it. And yeah. um, was a go getter, and the comic looked uh, really interesting, and it uh, was delightful to talk to her. And we've been, you know, chatting ever since, and uh, love her little pop up comic called uh, a Comic Con called uh, Shiro Con. And
2: uh, yes, yeah, beautiful, it's been fun. Absolutely. It's Madeline Holly Rosling. So Shaquita and Christy and Madeline, uh, check this out. I work in education as a psychologist and a, you know, quick aside right here, there's not a lot of guys in my industry, just generally speaking in education. Most of the people Mm -hmm. that you encounter that are the professionals are ladies. So anytime I'm attending a meeting and it's all guys, it's, it's, it's rare. I mean, very, very, very rare. I'm African-American mm-hmm. and a psychologist, so you can imagine that the the odds of someone attending a meeting like that, that's not gonna happen too often. So Shaquita, I'm coming to you. What's it been like to for you to sort of form this sisterhood with uh, Christy and Madeline in an industry that is, uh, I guess it's opening its doors more and more to, to women and people of color. What's it been like to have this sisterhood bond with these two ladies?
0: Oh, it's been great. I mean, coming into this and to the comic book world, I knew it was pretty much similar to Hollywood, which I had worked in for several years um, and, being, and being male dominated. So it was good to find my girls. <laughs> I'm always looking. And so finding them and them being so sweet and so like just encouraging was amazing for me to kind of enter into this field. Um, since then, I've just been trying to like harness all of the women that I can and within like my, my Shiro universe mm, <laughs> and right. kind of bring us all together and keep us all together because it's like there's a strength in numbers so if we're going that's to fight right. back and get our stories told then we kind of we should do that together and kind of support Absolutely. each other so um that's yeah, what right. that's what it's been for me is just finding my tribe of yes. girls and my um, sheroes and and trying to make this thing happen and trying to kind of get more women involved and get more women interested in comics and and entertaining them so
4: yeah it's been Definitely. amazing right yeah i've actually been in this a a little bit longer than than both christy and uh Shaquita, and i still remember the days of being in artist alley and looking down the aisle and seeing nothing but white guys Uh and then turning around and the other aisle and maybe you know nine out of ten is white guys and then maybe a person of color so hmm. I can tell you when Shaquita was next to me over at uh, the Stan Lee Con, I was like, oh, yay.
2: <laughs> right. Absolutely. So how lonely does that get, Madeline and Christy? Because you, like Shaquita said, you, when, when you find your tribe, it's, it's sort of like that missing link that you had hope had always been there to sort of welcome you with some receptivity and someone to, to embrace the, your arrival. And you don't often get that rollout. Uh, when you're sort of the the one breaking the new ground. So uh, Christy, uh, how lonely has it gotten prior to meeting both Madeline and Shaquita? Has that ever happened to you in this industry?
3: I think for me, um, I've always been kind of a loner and I don't mean it like I'm a lone wolf and I like being alone and all that. It's just, I, kind of it's just how I've been all my life. Like people just saw me as very different and either they accepted it or not, depending mm-hmm. on the situation. Okay. So I just figured, you know, well, whatever. I mean, if you're going to like me for who I am, great. But if you're not, you're not, you know, and that could be go across the board about everything. That's so true. it's just, I just did what I did. But, you know, most of the time I found people that were pretty nice. Um, just as my life progressed, and as I got older, maybe more mature, or maybe more immature, I have no idea. But I, I just found <laughs> better people to be with. And I think to, to just be yourself, you just find more authentic to pe- people to be around, you know, and yeah. it
1: takes
3: practice, you know, we all want to be liked on some level. Um, and I don't think that's bad, you know, that's just human nature. It's just, sometimes I think we're kind of programmed to be more, I don't want to say tame, but more, um, subdued than what we should really be. Correct. And yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not saying being loud, obnoxious, it's just, you know, just be who you are and, you know, you kind of have to kind of spread that back to other people. Like just sometimes people are just not going to be like you and you're like, okay, well, that's fine.
2: I know that, I mean, that's a life lesson, but I'm wondering how does one in a world like that learn how to trust their own instincts and voice so that when you speak that people take you seriously. Um, Can you talk about that a little bit before I hand it over to Shaquita and Madeline?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, through a lot of personal experience, like either in comics or anything, I noticed that if I listened to other people, and I'm not saying that there isn't good advice, but if I listened to something and I went with something or even accepted something that really did not sit well with me, and it didn't have to be over, it didn't have to be outwardly like insulting or anything, just like, oh yeah, we'll do this because this is conventional wisdom. I found it ended, actually ended up screwing me over. However, when I actually huh. listened to myself Come on. and I did things and it worked out the way how I wanted, I said, well, why am yes. I listening to you people? All right, you're just saying stuff because, yeah, you like over a period of time, you'll get to recognize the people that just say things just to say it, just Mm -hmm. to sound trite or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there are other people that actually, they're either speaking from a very broken and fractured inner dialogue to like, hey, they've got some insight and you just know, you'll know more than anything else. It's just, you have Mm -hmm. an idea. It's not just feeling good. It's just, you know, it's right.
2: You just, ooh, I love that. So, Madeline, for you, trusting that that voice to just go with it, uh, similar to the way Christy
4: uh, um, her way? Yes. Uh, I was also very fortunate in that when I began, I had really good mentors, both men and women. Okay. And that, I think, made all the difference in the world when I started going to cons and, you know, getting the comic out there of, of having these people Behind me, who had a lot more experience than I did, mm-hmm. and so I've been trying to, you know, pay it forward, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, from from the mentorship that I had. But uh, yeah, I would. I, I just I remember when I was first looking for an artist and going to a local, uh, you know, what is it? Drink and draw a, a coffee shop that the majority it was all guys. There was no women and there may be eight guys there all of them ignored me completely except mm-hmm. for two of them mm-hmm. and um the other two are actually still friends
2: mm-hmm. and
4: uh have, Why do you think you know,
2: the vibe was like that was, was, was there something in the air were they intimidated by your presence what, what do you think I,
4: I think they just didn't take me seriously and I, I think with a lot of Uh, people in comics probably women as well is they're gonna wait till you see you actually complete something before they take you seriously and you know they didn't know me they didn't know that when I start something I always finish it so I just kind of like all right whatever moving on really Um, but that's that's what you that's what you need to do
2: right Shaquita, uh, similar for you, do you have to sh- kind of show and prove before people take you seriously? And is that same uh, litmus test uh, present for male comics as well?
0: I don't know, I, I, people are timid by me walking into the room half the time, so. <laughs> I don't know. Like I I came up, like in, in college, I was on the street team for Death Jam. So I was oh, okay. in a male-dominated field from the very beginning. So I guess that kind of taught me you know how to navigate in these these worlds that i've i've been in ever since but um i i didn't really tell anybody i was doing this like i didn't tell i i worked on this project for two years in secret before i even mentioned that i was doing it. i think the first time i mentioned that i was doing it was when we were at the the release party for a movie that we shot for Ray. a short film a book producer, and i tell everybody the book comes out next week so I was like, I pulled the Beyonce because I didn't want anyone's opinion. It was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn how to do it myself, me and my artist. I'm going to take my time and do it how I want to do it. And so when we dropped, it was just like, surprise, we're here. <laughs> Live with it. And so, I mean, the guys, like, I've been to, I've been to Comic Cons all around the world at this point. And so everywhere you go, I mean, sometimes some Comic Cons I go, I'm the only woman there. Or I'm the only black woman there. And it's just like, I'm just there for the, the customers and for the experience with them that are there so it's just like anything else is getting in my way so i have guys right. that come up and they'll try to like they'll try to do this thing where they want to litmus test you or nerd them or whatever like oh do you really know this you, you really know that mm.
1: i'm
0: just like i have nothing to you like i i did this, this project because i wanted to create this project this is probably i i wrote this story 20 years ago and I, i've been thinking about turning it into a comic book ever mm. and so nothing to have stated about me i mean that's kind of what thing is it's just like give women that space because like we go to comic shops sometimes some women are scared to go into comic shops because they're intimidated by the men that come there and try to challenge you and it's just mm. like for me you don't really want to challenge me but right. <laughs> but i'm there to try to hopefully the women a platform to where they they can feel like they're they can take their hair down and i think that's what ShiroCon has been for women for the past two years putting on my my all-female comic con like the women that come they're just saying that like they feel like they're in they're in their happy place. They feel like they're they're comfortable there. And so um yeah, I'm just like for me, I I guess after dealing with Hollywood and after dealing with the record industry, it's just like yeah, it don't really phase me anymore. Like the male domination, the male chauvinist stuff and the misogyny, like, yeah, you can play with that stuff outside. Like I'm not I'm not really gonna let it bother me too much because I'm like, I'm just gonna come in and, and do what I'm I feel like is my purpose, which is That's like funny. you can't <laughs> You can't yep, really yeah. take that
2: down from take, take that away from me or whatever, because it's just what I'm here to do. What you're here to do. This is KCWG, the program is called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. That was Shaquita Smith. We also have Madeline Holly Rosing, as well as Christy Shen. This pandemic has hit y'all, and yet and still the world is continuing to turn on. Uh, how busy have you all been able to uh, maintain your uh, productivity levels? Um, projects that were in progress at the time of this shutdown. What has happened with those projects, if you can talk about that a little bit, and uh, how creative have you been during this pandemic? Uh, let me go first with that one to Shaquita, and then I'll swing over to Madeline, and then Christy.
1: Um, I,
0: when it first hit, like, March the 7th was ShiroCon, so that was my all-female Comic-Con, and then by that Monday, everything started, the bottom fell out like, yeah. South by Southwest canceled, like, the Friday before my Comic-Con, and then afterwards, everything was canceled, before, like, two weeks after that, the mall was completely closed, so, yep. it was just kind of shocking to kind of go from that, I and mean, I knew it was coming, but to go from that to, like, it was just, like, my brain was in a fog for a while, just, like, okay, what are we, what am I going to do here, and I mean, I'm in the middle of still doing other projects, writing stuff for Hollywood stuff, so, okay, um, it took me a couple of weeks to finally kind of get back down to earth and to back down to work. And so I've, I wrote a screenplay in like two weeks. Um, oh, that nice. just, uh, just submitted as a, as a Korean, it's a part of Raven Choi. Like Raven Choi, it's just like a, a whole universe. Yeah, so I wrote hilarious. a screenplay, um, writing another treatment for another company right now. And then um, just about to start finishing my last two books because it's been a journey trying to get those done in the middle of writing movies as well. But um, I'm, I'm starting to get into my groove now. Like things are, have, they're not normal, but they're, it's, it's more of, a, it's more of a, a daily thing now. It's adaptation. I've adapted to not going anywhere. <laughs> and yeah. so I've adapted to that. Now I can kind of focus and kind of be productive and get things done. And so um, as far as like stuff in the industry, like with comics, like I wanted to go to, um, to Africa in May to do their Comic Con. They were having the first um, uh, Comic Con in Cape Town. But it's like oh. everything is gone. Like San Diego oh, yeah. Comic Con is gone. Yeah. So it's just like all the stuff that I bought. Like I, I'll buy stuff at the beginning of the year to sell the rest of the year for my merchandise and my books and stuff. It's like all that stuff is still sitting here. So right now, like today, I'm like brainstorming and trying to figure out advertising and trying to get push some merchandise out of here or whatever, so I don't have it in here in my apartment because um, it's not that big. So yeah, it's okay. just like trying to trying to switch gears really and trying to um, yeah. trying to figure out other ways to make money with my, my, my company. So that's what I've been doing. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah uh, kudos to you. Cause uh, finding that groove during this pandemic has been a challenge for me and many of the people that I see. Madeline, what's it been like for you?
4: Well, since the comic cons have been canceled, um, uh, basically a, a big chunk of my, um, you know, finances have disappeared. Yeah. So I I feel like I'm running a Kickstarter all the time without any of the benefits
2: mm-hmm. by
4: doing, you know, podcasts and interviews and blogs just to maintain awareness of the, uh, of Boston metaphysical. Yes. Um, but in the meantime, I've been rewriting, uh, a novel and, mm-hmm. uh, which is in the Boston metaphysical universe a new one mm-hmm. and, uh, the Kickstarter books from, uh, that fully funded uh, earlier this year, they just came in. So I'm finishing up surveys and I'll basically be spending the next two weeks shipping these books out.
2: Oh, fabulous. Yeah. See, we're finding our way, we're finding our footing. Um, this this was a blow, but you know, what I'm finding more and more is that people have indeed absorbed that uh, gut punch. And uh, by all odds, they're, they're finding a way to press forward. Thank you, Madeline. Uh, Christy, how about you?
3: Well, it's kind of weird i kind of have to laugh at the irony about some of this um and i don't mean it in a bad way but um madeline i know th- but i will just say in short what happened to me um last year in september late august and september i got diagnosed with a pancreatic tumor. don't have cancer just letting okay. you know but i went through this whole process of people pretty much kind of intimating and I'm, I, I don't blame the healthcare professionals. You see a six-inch pancreatic tumor, people are going to be like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very not a good sign. Um, so essentially, it was kind of intimated I had advanced pancreatic cancer, even though I had no idea. Um, mm-hmm. To because I wasn't sharing the typical things like being jaundiced or gaunt, you know, losing mm-hmm. weight. Actually, I was the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, to being told I could very well be diabetic. To going through the procedure and. Um, all of a sudden, it's no big deal, but I just may have to take a pancreatic enzymes for quite a while. So, wow. I mean, it's kind of amazing. So, it sort of mentally has—I'm looking back. It sort of made me prepare for this situation in a weird way. Wow! Um, it kind of makes me more aware of some things. I—that's I, the best way I can say it. And I'm not trying to sound weird, but no. after you've gone through something similar, mm-hmm. I guess people will kind of know what I'm talking about. And you'll not know until you've gone through it. So, mm-hmm. but like right now when everybody else was worried and this, and you know, there were times I got worried, but yeah, I just realized like, you know, at some point this is gonna end, at some point it may not be as horrendous as it was initially made out of because it's the unknown. And again, I'm not downplaying anything, please, I'm not. But right. I mean, like we were told, oh, 100 to 200,000 people would die at one point, and it turned mm-hmm. out that's not happening. I'm not saying that, but it's no less serious. It's just like, okay, well, it's great that so far this has not happened, right? right. So it's like finding gratitude in things like, Mm
1: -hmm. okay,
3: so um, like, and sometimes like you'll hear it from other people like, oh, gratitude, you have to be thankful and so happy. And sometimes it's impossible to, I mean, there are times I'm like, thank you go away. I just don't want to talk to anybody and I hate everybody, but, but it's just taking stock of what you have. So it's like, well, I have a house that I have plenty of toilet paper. That's cool.
1: Mm I have food.
3: I have the way to do this, you know, like you're just taking stock. So so far i've been a pretty okay and very productive and sometimes i've been bored out of my skull but sometimes right. but i run a lunch hour like every uh monday through friday uh-huh. uh 12 to one thirty, and i draw with an audience and sometimes they'll su- suggest things and one yeah. of my crazy friends said oh you better do a dummy thick covid 19 so I'll, i'm drawing that and uh so i just do all this weird crap but then also there's other things too where it's like oh, I can make an actual comprehensive store through Square, and there was a way to do it where I didn't have to spend that much money to, and the Uh reception has been better than what I've had with other online stores. Wow. Um, Yeah, and then there are times where I've just kind of sat there and philosophically thought stuff. There are times I've just kind of been in a foggy haze of like, Mm -hmm. I don't have a schedule to Mm -hmm. adjust into new circadian rhythms.
2: That's right. And
3: um, right now, because of San Diego, like, okay, like a lot of my income's gone or whatever, but I said, well, time to do another Kickstarter. I mean, I'm just about done shipping out the other rewards for everybody else. Okay. But I did have some hesitancy initially because I didn't want to go to the post office and I was looking into mailing it from home options
2: right. and I found
3: them. So that's great. So that's going to hmm. be good that I can even do long-term even past this. Hmm. So, Wow.
2: yeah. So it's it's forced some um, growth, whether we wanted it to or not, but it sounds like you you definitely have grown i appreciate you sharing that because it brings back memories uh glad you're okay uh lost my grandmother to pancreatic cancer and it was only Mm -hmm. you know post that diagnosis and loss is when i've started to hear more and more diagnoses of that and how virulent that 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 diagnosis is it's like usually when you get that call uh you don't have a lot of time left and uh, I'm glad for you it wasn't to that degree. And I'm glad that you've been able to, along with Madeline and Shaquita as well, you, I mean, you've been able to find a way to get through this and still maintain your creativity, which is awfully inspiring to me and a whole lot of people out there listening. Because I think we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace, you know, in the midst of trying to trudge forward. You know, Madeline was talking about her Kickstarters and so were you, Christy. but. There are times when it's it's frustrating. You could throw any emotion in there, and like you say, Christie, this is not the oppression Olympics. Because I think what you're saying is that you just have a perspective that, okay, I had, I went through that. So this pandemic and these initial projections that they were putting out there with the 100,000 and everything, you know, I knew we were going to be okay. In finger quotes, again because it, you have a different perspective. And I can certainly appreciate that because you are certainly not castigating somebody that's panicking about this. Because in my own way, I've had my own issues with that with the people that I see. But I yeah. appreciate that story very, very much from all three of you. And Shaquita, I'm gonna land with you real quick because I know that you have recently, I don't know how recently uh, to put it in context of you joining that workshop. I think I saw something with, uh, well, tell us real quick before we let you all go. Uh, what's this thing with you and uh, Ron Howard? What was what, that about?
0: So last year I applied to, they have an incubator called Imagine Impact. So like in Silicon Valley, the incubators bring in people that are you know creating things, uh, tech people to um, finance and help them build their tech company. Uh, they run Howard and Brian Grazer t- uh, took the, their lead and kind of did this for film. So they brought in 23, I believe, writers from all over the world. um mm-hmm. I was one of seven screenwriters that they they selected out of the, in the world to come in and write a movie. So I went in and wrote a movie called Taking the Throne, which is kind of similar to Coming to America, but it's an all female, like about a, a woman who finds out she's a queen, a black woman. Finds yeah, out yeah. she's a queen in, in Africa, South Africa, whatever. So. um yeah, so I wrote that in eight weeks, uh, graduated from the program and just been on a whole whirlwind of like um, talking to people in Hollywood about other projects, uh, turning in stuff to them that they want to see from me and just trying to make this a career um, mm-hmm. and, and and also continuing to do my comic book stuff because they really seem to love that when I go into the room that I have another avenue that I'm trying to do and that I, um, have so, I'm so creative in other ways. So, um, wow. yeah, Run, and I um, just emailed me earlier about another opportunity. So it's been really cool to kind of be involved and to be in that click and to, um, to have those thank eyes you. on me. So, yeah, it's, wow. it's, it's been really good.
2: What a blessing. So uh, yeah. thank you so much, ladies, uh, Madeline, Christy, and Shaquita. Uh, Christy, what's the best way for people to keep up with you and follow your work? And then I'm going to swing over to Madeline and then Shaquita.
3: Well, um, they can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, the usual socials um on but you can go all there i have links to all of them all on my website i have discord as well all the links of them are on foratorstudios.com and uh demon bitch also has her own social so if you want to follow exclusively just that by all means do it
2: mm-hmm.
1: um,
3: so yeah like anything with demon bitch related there you go so there
2: you go mm-hmm. uh, only one person is going to come up if they type that in right <laughs>
4: oh yeah yeah <laughs>
2: that's what's up thank you so much christy keep doing what you're thank doing you. uh madeline how about you
4: uh website is bostonmetaphysicalsociety.com and yes, on uh, Facebook, Twitter, you know, just look up Boston Metaphysical, it'll pop up. And on Instagram, it's MC Holly one though I just kind of post muffins and stuff that I bake over on Instagram. Hey. Oh. <laughs>
2: That's right. See, there's so much creativity in this group. It's like if one door doesn't open, you got another one that you can go through, maybe 10 others. But uh, wow. Thank you, Madeline. Keep doing what Thank you're doing. You. We, we need you. Thank you very much. And Shaquita Smith, how about you?
0: I am Shiro Comics on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And then I'm also a Raven Choi on Twitter um, and Raven Choi that's on Facebook as well. I have so many pages. My website is shirocomics.com. That's uh, hero with an S in the front of it. Yeah. Uh, there's a store there, there's information about all the things that I've done and things that are coming up. Um, and that's pretty much it yeah, like I, I think i'm gonna i think today christy and madeline have inspired me to move forward with my kickstarter because i wasn't really sure if i was going to do that for my young grandmaster choy mm. i think they've, they've inspired me to actually go through with it and do it even in this time i think people probably want to see it and support it and probably want it for their kids because they're, they're bored to death at home so they
2: are
0: <laughs> i yeah. think i may do that to kind of bring some excitement and hopefully um be able to put this book out there so kids can have something to read that's fun
2: there we go. That's why the tribe is so important, right? I mean, yes. iron truly sharpens iron. And you, the three of you clearly, uh, it sounds like you three make each other better. So thank you, Shaquita, for introducing me to Madeline and Christy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, check out these wonderful women. Support our uh, wonderful artists, especially during this time. And um, let's keep it going. Let, let, let's keep the art and the, the magic happening. So this is KCWG, the program is called psychotic bump school. I'm DJ Rome. Stay tuned for more y'all. We'll be right back after this.